This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley and today is the, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Sorry, not just today. <laughs> I became one today. No, I've been one for 12 years and today is day 46 and we're going to talk about double double standards in relationships and mother-in-law struggles. And if you're new here, welcome. We have over 260 episodes about all things marriage relationship related. Mm-hmm. Um, and so check those out. And we do, we answer your questions every day because we're doing 100 days of Q's and A's. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're here to do. In today's episode, we've got two things to tell you. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's brought to you by Audible. So please, for the love of all things holy, go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook on us. That's right. Um, I currently just finished the book Guilt and Shame, which I'm going to reread because it's flipping amazing. Who's it by? I don't know. Someone Moz. We don't know. Okay. <laughs> Something Moz, which is a Dr. funny Moz. name. But it's so good. I'm going to read it again. And uh, like today, mm-hmm. it's only four hours long. And so go get that. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free audiobook. The second thing is our Seattle AOM meetup is happening July 25th. That's right. And you can go to Eventbrite, check our Facebook page for the link, or you can go to Eventbrite and just search up Seattle Anatomy of Marriage meetup. It's going to be at a really awesome place. There's games, there is food, there, and it's free. Well, it's free to come. You got to pay for on your food because we're not like loaded or anything. But tickets are only limited to i think maybe 20 couples and uh we're getting signups for it each day are so, you not telling people where it's at for some reason no you have to sign up and then they get it why i don't know why can we tell them because i want to make at? sure that we know how many people are going please sign up RSVP. if you want to come to the event it's going to be yeah. super fun we're just going to hang out oh and uh i think that uh deb thomas is going to be there yay who was she did um on int- season one on, no not season one but she did our interviews with uh sex therapists so if you go through our archives and deb thomas is in there she's going to come and join us and she's going to talk about the intimacy retreats coming up for the northwest institute on intimacy which mm-hmm. are rad we went to one it changed our lives so we're she's going to be there it's going to be so so fun 
fun. And it's just going to be like a hangout. Like that's the objective is a hangout. Just chill. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. And we are live on Facebook and Instagram right now. So if you hear us talking to people, that's who we're talking to. So join us every day about 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. All right. Here we go. So, Let's jump into the first question. And it's long. This is a, a very long question, but it's in, in the beginning, my partner and I didn't sc- discuss our past relationships. Early on, he asked me if I ever slept with someone I was not in a relationship with. He claims I said that I only ever had sex in a committed relationship, which he then decided he didn't know, uh, want to know anything about my past, and it wasn't important. We never discussed it again. Side note: I've actually slept with people outside a relationship. You're, can you speak a little bit clearer? A year and a half later, I decided that we needed to discuss our past if we were going to continue being serious. He told me about a few serious relationships he had, and I thought everyone, that everyone he had had been with. So I opened up and told him about my past, everyone I'd slept with, and others I'd been intimate with but didn't have sex with. And he, his hey. reaction was very unkind and got worse as time went on. He began demanding I share every detail about uh, every past encounter. He shamed me, called me terrible names, became enraged quite often, and if I did not want to be intimate on any given day, I, he, I was told it was not fair to deny him when I'd given it away to others freely in the past. This went on for a year, and I think I cried almost every day. His anger and resentment grew as he begged me to find a solution to our problem. He eventually slept with other people behind my back, and when I found out, I was crushed. Since then, we've been trying to mend things unsuccessfully. He says my past mistakes make him ashamed to be with me. He still refuses me refuses to tell me how many people he has been with. Um, he, sorry, I'm just skipping over. He believes women are devaluing themselves when they have sex outside of a relationship and don't deserve to be given the best things for their future husband. He thinks I should have to pay those consequences and get less than his best self if we stay together and get married. He thinks women should make men earn sex. Um, he keeps telling me that I need to help him find a solution to make all his pain go away. Okay, I'm not even going to read the rest of it because... There's a ton more, yeah. but I do want to say I highlighted this part. It says, I am deeply, deeply regretful for the hurt and pain that I have caused, and I don't know how to fix it. Um, and then she goes on to say that, um, like, as we look into fixing it, the, all I see is that it seems like something he needs to fix, but he doesn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, you, so there's a lot. That, I mean, there's a ton more. Yeah, there's a ton more. So how about this? First and, of all, thank you for sending in that question. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I want to be empathetic to the pain that you're going through and the uh, anguish here. But you need to dump this guy. Things aren't going to change. And he's an idiot. Ah. Uh, I'm No, thank you. So... I'm okay. Sometimes you just got to be real. Like, like all the stuff that he said, like he is blaming her. He's keeping things from her. He's you want to talk- know who else has done that? That I know. I have too. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you an idiot? I was. And I needed somebody to say, stop being an idiot. Okay. I'm, I'm not joking. Well, then continue. Okay. On. So I try to have a real balance of like, okay, well, we can be empathetic and look at it this way. And the others, like, Stop being stupid. This guy is a baby man, and he is not looking at things correctly whatsoever and putting all the weight, all his stupid idiot baby weight on her to fix it. And how can you go out, sleep with other people, hold this shame over over her and say, and and be doing things worse than she did, right? Mm -hmm. She needs to absolutely break up with this douchebag. I'm not joking. I agree. So... There. <laughs> I want to talk about, I want to talk he's, more. He's, sorry, he's placing all his stuff on her. Mm-hmm. And that's just, 
That's stupid. You can't do that in a mm-hmm. relationship. You cannot place all your crap on the other person. Oh, and you, well, yeah, maybe we would have sex more if you did stuff. Or, mm. or um, the pain that I'm feeling is your fault. No, idiot. It's your fault. And you haven't seen it. Quit with the name calling, okay. please. Um, I think it's important that you're bringing that up. And that's what I wanted to talk about is that I agree. I don't think this is a great healthy relationship to stay in. I think that when you have someone overtly saying, uh, tell me your past, I will not tell you mine. Right. That's abuse. That's an abusive pattern in a relationship. That's not fair play. That's not common ground. Mm-hmm. That's not mutually trying to love. That's abusive. Um, and, and if someone is, like you said, I cried every day for a year. Don't stay there. That's not okay. Don't stay there. Yeah. And like you haven't even kissed another person. He's slept with other people. He still shares streaming accounts with ex-girlfriends and refuses to delete them, even though I'm asked him to. Um, um, uh, he says that he believes you, but then follows that with saying he has no real proof to back that up. Um, stuff is like, get out, over, OV, done, out. And and it says you say, I want to be able to repair the damage. I am desperate for ideas. This is not damage. Uh, you didn't cause damage. Right. So that's the thing I need you to see that it is his perception of what your past means that is causing damage to his own brain, and then he is taking it out on you. So he's not aware. Okay, and I'm going to just sort of backtrack 100 here, and I'm going to say, go get I Hope I Screw This Up by Kyle Cease. Mm-hmm. Immediately followed, actually, get these books. <laughs> Mel Robbins, Take Control of Your Life, audiobook. I Hope I Screw This Up by Kyle Cease, audiobook. And then go get The Limitation Game by Kyle Cease. It's $20. That is the best $20 you will ever spend. And mm. you'll say to yourself, Kyle Cease is weird, but he's flipping amazing. Right. Uh, he really is bizarre, but so amazing. He's like he's my funny. new... Like, he's my model person to be. I want to be just like him. Uh-huh. Um, but why I'm saying all of that is that what is really happening is that this guy is saying, uh, he's essentially revealing to you his deepest fears. And it's probably more related to... He's projecting to, everything Yeah, onto he's you, projecting right? onto you, probably shame he feels about his own behavior. And that this is a thing people do. They say... I feel so terrible about this, I, but I don't know how to sit in my own shame, pain, regret, remorse. I don't know how to do that. So I'm just going to like load it all into a big cannon and shoot it at my partner and mm-hmm. be like, deal, you freaking idiot. Yeah. And then they abuse them because they're trying to do something that feels like control. So they externalize it mm-hmm. and put it onto somebody else. And it right. happens all the time. And then, I was doing it in our marriage in the early days. So were you. Mm-hmm. And then what? And then you blame like yeah. oh see i put all this stuff on you you're not fixing it and i can't be fixed and that's ridiculous if this couple was What's married up, would be when our advice be any different if this um i mean yeah well, okay a, a, not, li- no. a little bit but not much like kids obviously it would be go of, to a, seek a counselor first i would say if i mean it would be different though yeah it would be but if you are married and your partner is like i'm not telling you my past no, I would say leave them unless they had children. I mean, I don't even know. That's yeah, I mean, not even a good to, excuse. You don't have to leave them straight off in a marriage. But if this was like abuse going on and on and on, which this has been for a couple of years, it'd be like, yo, This is do the way that I think about it. If you have stepped in dog crap and it's on the side of your shoe and it stinks up every room you go into 
and you have the option to put a new pair of shoes on <laughs> and it's okay, I would do that. If you don't, I would take the time to scrub that dog crap off and it would take some time and it would smell for a while. And that's mm. what therapy is when you're in a committed relationship. But I don't believe that people who are dating who aren't in a committed relationship yet should really exactly put in that much work to make it work out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like saying, I really think I should just try to have this messed up relationship because I don't know, I like this person. Mm-hmm. If that person's not even dedicated to fixing themselves, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and if they were married, this guy's cheated like a yeah, couple times. I mean, I don't... Too, so isn't that like, biblical? Well, whatever. I don't care about that. But I mean, I'm trying to make everyone happy. Is it biblical? Is it? I don't know. Get out of town. Get out of town. What's up, Joy? What's up, T? Um, but I just don't. I just don't think it's right. I think it's a great question to ask, though. Um, but uh, lots I do of think manipulation on the man's part. Yeah. Yeah. I Seth people- unleashed equals my favorite Seth. <laughs> Me too. I like being unleashed. Okay. What? <laughs> Why are you just smiling? I don't know. I was okay. just thinking that you're not often unleashed. So, yes, I would like you to get out of that relationship and uh, go find a better one. Go find a man that, like, supports you and doesn't blame you and is open and doesn't want you to fix his yeah, problems. Don't like cry a baby. every day. So, okay. Instead of venting, I just need to brag about my husband for a second. I'm so thankful. Did you write this? I'm, <laughs> no. I'm so thankful that he is such an amazing nighttime parent. I mean, he's a good parent, period, but particularly at nighttime. I'm a terrible nighttime parent. Parenting doesn't stop just because the sun goes down. I get so tired and start getting grumpy at nights. When my son wakes up, I get frustrated and he won't go right back to sleep. But my husband is so amazing at putting him back to sleep and letting me sleep. I am so grateful for this. I wanted to put this awesome. in here that was in the women's group and I thought what an amazing thing to see. So mm-hmm. in our women's group uh, this person just was like, you know what? Instead of venting, I'm going to brag. And mm. I thought that is beautiful. That's so, good. And I want to really talk about just this idea for a second that um, we often don't have a place to brag about our partners in a way that people will receive it well. We have a podcast. You can brag now. <laughs> but I want to encourage you to join our Facebook groups so that you can start getting this into your mindset because it's a really cool thing when mm-hmm. you make that shift to not complaining about your partner and then to actually bragging and having a community that's like, yes, mm-hmm. you know, so thank you for, for bragging. Um, I shared it, just FYI. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, I my mother-in-law, ready for this one? My mother-in-law has some difficult times with boundaries. Too many events to recap, but basically I don't like her very much and she has crossed some big boundaries. During a recent visit, she asked if we were good and if she could refer to me as her daughter again. Again, ooh, so something happened. I didn't feel safe saying no. She's been physical towards me in the past. Yikes. But the reality is that I still haven't forgiven her. And her making all of our birthdays, anniversaries, and Mother's Day a huge deal makes me like her even less. She hasn't really apologized, and it's been two and a half years. Her texts and Facebook posts are so over the top, it bothers me. Yeah, this is classic boundaries. I mean, physical? Like, what if my mom got physical with you? That'd be insane. I would never see her again, probably. Right. (laughs) Like, you can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if you guys live close by or far apart. I'm not sure. But uh, I think the mom is wanting, I don't know. Obviously, the mom has issues. And sometimes in a in a mother-son dynamic, when a new woman comes in, it's like mom is like just grasping for control. Yeah. What kind of stuff can she control? Obviously, she's trying to with um, anniversaries. Your anniversary? Goodness gracious. Well, I mean, I uh, don't know. Birthdays and Mother's Day. So, yeah, I, I hate that when, when in-laws do that because it's just a crap show of like, 
look at me, I can make it special and mm-hmm. bring everybody together. And it's not cool. Yeah, I think it's more more of what you're seeing here is, I think, shame and fear and the way that that sort of cycle. Uh, read the book, Guilt and Shame. That kind of, I think, will make help this make more sense, I guess. But, and it's only, again, it's only four hours long on Audible. Listen to it on 1.5 speed and it's like less than that. Right. Um, but one of the things that I think of when I read this is that, I am sure that if your mother-in-law does not have some sort of education around like sort of self-awareness around like, oh, my son got married and I'm feeling all these feelings of jealousy or anger or fear or whatever, and she's not actually aware of the kind of deeper feelings that are happening in her, she's going to act out in a way that doesn't even make sense to her, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're saying that she's been physical to you, I'm sure she's embarrassed as crap about what she's done. So to make up for it, she is probably like, oh, I feel terrible. So I'm going to like over the top be like, oh, I love you so much. You're so great. This family, so whatever. And I could see that cycle being just this big repetitive thing. And um, I think we experience that some in uh, our relationships where it's like, it's like trying to make up for something that someone has done wrong yeah, or not even wrong. Just didn't know how to, didn't know how to do and then did something Mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. So yeah, like guilt I'm sure is a big thing with mom and it's kind of like an abuse cycle. Like she got physical with you. Then she's like, Oh, you, it's like, you're not going to be able to do anything right. Like probably she wants to call you daughter again because you were, you know, air quotes tame enough for her or did what you fit fit into the mold that she wanted you to fit in and now she's like settled down kind of thing and then as soon as you do something whatever Mm -hmm. she's just going to trip out again and um so so what to do this comes up all the time in therapy what do i do when i'm trying to do right and the other person is just obstinate is never going to do any family of origin stuff, is never going to read a book, is never going to listen to a podcast, is literally w- won't do anything. Yeah. So what can I do? Mm-hmm. You can really draw heavy and very marked boundaries mm-hmm. around that. Like this birthday, and talk to your husband about it. Hopefully um, your your husband is like, okay, I'm on your page mm-hmm. too. Um, but I'm sure that he probably experienced the same emotional back and forth um, as he was growing up with his own with his mom which it is his mom does that make sense sort of sort of i'm just saying create super strong boundaries like okay Mm -hmm. if if your mom or my mom did did something every single time we hung out we'd be like we're not doing this again but i will be clear i will clarify you don't create the boundaries with the person almost you create them within yourself and with your partner and you have these invisible boundaries that you've drawn that once the person around you has crossed them you two are connected and you go oh that's our cue to leave and and it's sort of like a training almost like invisible fence ishness with a dog right you go i'm not going to stand here and point at the fence because that makes people really mad Mm -hmm. we're not going to do that i think people have this desire to overtly express all of their inner feelings which nobody can handle just fyi Mm -hmm. um and so and you know what's interesting this makes me think of uh the quote that the pastor said in church yesterday Um, pastor ken i think is his name said everything that everyone does makes sense to them right everything that everyone says makes sense to them everything that everyone feels makes sense to them and so your mother-in-law That's what made sense to her in that moment. So in her brain, if you point out that thing that didn't make sense to you, she's only going to do what about it? She's going to defend it Mm -hmm. because it made sense to her, right? So don't, 
be like, so, I mean, here's a good example. I did this in our marriage forever. I, what? I'm going too slow. You got to look at your watch. I'm not taking him to the Drop. airport. <laughs> um, Drop knowledge. But you, uh, like, I would try to, so Seth would do something that bothered me or hurt my feelings, even something like really egregious. And I would say, look at what you've done. And I would hold it up to him and show it to him, to which he would immediately defend what he did because he thought it was right at the mm -hmm. time, right? Um, and so then it didn't actually, if I said, okay, here are my boundaries so you don't do that to me again. Mm -hmm. How's that going to fly? That's not going to fly. Right. It's going to be terrible. It's going to only like poke the lizard brain more on all parties. It's going to make you angry. It's going to make her angry. All of the, so you and your partner together figure out what your boundaries are. And then you put, you talk about them. And then you say to yourselves, when something starts to cross that boundary, we're going to act on it. Maybe we're going to go mm -hmm. home. Maybe we're going to say something write an email. I don't know, whatever it is, but you have to not be so fixated on explicitly telling your people in your lives who you need to make boundaries around, why you're making a boundary, why you think they're bad. Like those are things that people do that I think often make it a thousand times worse. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important to address boundary making in that way and to think of it kind of differently. Yes. What are you spaced out about? I don't know. You're not engaged. Okay. Uh, without apologizing, we can't move forward. Yeah, you have to make some sort of attempt to admit or like come to the thing like, hey, I, I'm I'm sorry, this was this. Can we move mm -hmm. forward? But yeah, sometimes you can't, it's I so mean, hard. Without apologizing, you can't, they may never apologize. So you can move forward. It's just not going to be the way you wanted it to. So I want to throw that out there. It's like there's been past things in our family that, haven't been apologized about, but I can move, I can personally move forward. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we and the person who should have apologized can move forward together, but I can. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's important to think of it that way. I thought you were going to answer the first one a lot longer, so I didn't put the other one in there. Okay. No, that's fine. But we can do this one. We'll save that one. Are you sure? Yeah, it's fine. Um, let's see. What else? Um, Hold on one second. Keep talking. What are you doing? This. I'm not sure what's going on right now, but uh, we're here. We're not. Oh, <laughs> not today. Yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah, it's a book that our friend wrote, and Melanie is reading it. And I, let's see. It's called Usable: mm -hmm. Trusting the Journey When It All Seems Wasted by Leslie Brose. Is that how you say your name? I'm reading it, and it's amazing. Yeah, good job. I wanted to share it. Thank you for sending it to me. I, and I'm going to wear your T-shirt. I just wanted to wash it. I think sometimes apologies look different to different people. That's right. It's exactly right. Sometimes apologies can cause more trouble. You know. It depends on how self-aware you are and how much you can handle. That's right. That's a really good point. That's right. Thank you for saying that. So if you want to learn more about how to apologize, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, how about this? Speaking of apologies, you'll be sorry if you don't come to our uh, AOM Seattle meetup. That was good. Right? That was good. Uh, there's literally limited spots, um, but I'm sure if 50 people showed up, we would make do, and it would be even more awesome than possible, and the restaurant would be happy. So that is July 25th. It's going to be around 5.30. We're going to eat. We're going to drink. We're going to hang out. We're going to play games. And then it's downtown Seattle, so we might mosey on over to one of the biggest Starbucks, I think, in the country. It's not the biggest. It's just the first one. No, oh, you not mean that the, one. Reser the, res the, the, the reserve. reserve? It's like a special one. They, and they it's wear like leather aprons there. Super fancy, and it's it's pretty you cool. You better dress actually. nice because yeah, it's dress nice. naughty there. We're going we're gonna to be uh, dressed to the nines, and it's going to be fun. It'll be a super awesome date night that's going to last like six hours, mm -hmm. a six-hour date night. This is the best kind of date night. With your favorite podcast in the world. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what, what I, I meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you yeah. for clearing that up. 
God bless you guys. Aww, You're so awesome. So Thanks, are Dana. You. you are too. Okay, guys, be awesome. Remember to go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get your free book. You guys are doing it. I can see it in the analytics and it's awesome. And hopefully, why don't you share what books you're reading too? Because oh, maybe yeah. you got a different book. It's like, hey, you guys check this out. It's so awesome. I want to know what you guys are reading so I can grow with you. The kids were watching this morning <laughs> freaked when they saw the book. I am glad you love it. Oh, that's awesome. That's, oh, so that's sweet. your book. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Good job, Leslie. Yes. Okay, so anything else? Um, just please share the podcast with your friends and rate and review it on iTunes. That's so important. And if you haven't rate and if you haven't reviewed the podcast, like left a review in iTunes, please do that. We read them all the time. They're helpful for people to know that our stuff is worth watching or listening mm-hmm. to. So if you can do that, that would be an amazing gift to us. And we just can't wait to hang out in July. And we're going to keep talking about our stuff coming up here. And we love y'all. What are you laughing at? <laughs> And uh, now that you know our P.O. box, send Melanie send a me card. Send me some birthday gifts. No, I don't want a card. I want a printed tea. Oh, my goodness. A graphic tea. I like Jurassic Park. I like Indiana wants. Jones. I like Tetris. I like Mario Brothers. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ninja Turtles, maybe? 80s and 90s, kid. Oh, yeah. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> See you later. Have an awesome Monday. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Bye.